You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Hello, and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast with a host that is trying to get in touch with his state senator so that he can get access to a dang equestrian meet. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some good news. Now, I need to make a quick disclaimer about something. I have applied for media access to the Georgia meet this Friday, and there is a slight chance that one of them may be listening to this podcast just to see if I am legitimate. So for all of my longtime listeners, it may seem a little different sometimes here on this one, and that's just because I have to put on airs in the hopes of, you know, getting invited to that meet on Friday. The wait is over. College Equestrian has returned. The 223-day hiatus has ended. There have been a lot of changes since these athletes last saddled up, but the one thing that has remained unchanged is Auburn Equestrian's stranglehold on the sport. Preseason number one Auburn traveled to number three South Carolina for the first meet of the abridged fall season. Now going in, the Tigers were expected to be extremely strong, returning nearly all of last year's scoring talent. On the other side of the ring, South Carolina returned the majority of their best riders from last year, but would have to fill several lineup slots with new and inexperienced riders. Now, if you recall from the last episode, I predicted this meet would end up a close 11-8 in favor of Auburn. Well, things went a little better than that for Auburn. The posting of the initial lineups was the first sign that it was going to be a long day for the Gamecocks. Their lineup seemed to be missing about one expected starter in every event. The official Auburn Twitter account mentioned that there was some big deal tournament going on this weekend, so that might be it. But for whatever reason, there were a bunch of South Carolina newcomers in the saddle on Friday. Auburn started off with lots of familiar names in the jumping seat side. Langmire, St. Jacques, Kurtz, and Napick. Uh, the Tigers were missing a typical starter, Ava Stearns. Apparently she was also out riding in some big show out there somewhere. But her absence created starting opportunities for Lindsey Klein on the flat and Erica Kaczynski over fences. Now over on the western side, Auburn started its usual powerhouses of Granger, Tordoff, Green, and Cyrils, along with some familiar names like Spack and Camerer. We also had a rider we don't typically see a lot, Rachel Hoopman. Spoiler! This part will become important later. And one of our new riders, freshman Olivia Marino. Now... Before we get into the actual action, this seems like a good time to mention just how seriously I take the COVID-19 restrictions. Like, if you were having an event and you invited me, well, first off, I would probably say no thank you because that is how seriously I take the COVID-19 restrictions. But let's say you were holding a very important event and that it was outdoors and that there weren't going to be a lot of people there. In that case, I would go. But I would socially distance, and of course, I would wear a mask. 
And uh, let me tell you, I grew up a Spider-Man fan, and if you had told eight-year-old me that one day I would get to wear a mask everywhere I went out in public, well, I would have thought you were lying because I would be so excited. So there, y'all. I just thought that, you know, anybody listening might want to know that. So back to the recap. So the day started out good for Auburn. Uh, equitation on the flat scores were nice and high. USC's best rider was Kit Cunningham. She got assigned to Emma Kurtz, which kind of a tough draw for Emma. Emma did not get that point. Uh, the Gamecocks' second best flat rider, Bracket, got matched up against St. Jacques. So <laughs> good luck there, Bracket. Uh, Taylor took that point. Michaela Langmire matched up against Hammerschmidt. No contest there. Uh, Michaela actually won the MOP in this event with that ride. Uh, and we also had Megan Knappett get her point, and Lindsey Klein got a tough matchup against Caroline Bald, so that point went to USC. So at the end of the flat, Auburn had a nice 3-2 lead. Up next was Raining. In the first head-to-head, we had a battle of freshmen, but Olivia Marino lost that point to uh, USC's Chloe Stevenson. Then Auburn Taylor Searles and the notorious Terry June Granger both took their points. Uh, with Taylor Searles getting the uh, MOP for her ride. Now, after that, we had Boo Cameron getting a no-points tie with freshman Emma Lane, and we had uh, Deanna Green, who swiped the final reigning point against uh, USC's Vought. So at the half, Auburn had a very nice 6-3 to lead, needing only four more points to capture the victory of the meet. And, you know, I just want to break in here and mention that my folks are, like, really, really old. And, like, before I would take my family to go visit them, I made us all go get tested. And then we, like, basically waited around our house doing nothing for three days until the results came back in. And then when we were all negative, then we drove down for the 4th of July to see my parents. So so that is the kind of attention to detail you get when you invite Auburn Elvis to something in the age of COVID-19. Uh, where was I? <laughs> in the second half, Auburn had a big lead. Fences was up next. Now, uh, this was more of the same. Auburn matched up really well with everybody over on USC's lineup. Langmire versus Schaefer was a battle of titans with Michaela getting that point. Uh, Napik and Kurtz got their points in their rides. And Taylor St. Jacques laid down a 90 that not only sealed the meet, but pretty much made USC want to pack up and go home. Only they were already home, so the action had to continue. Now, uh, Erica Kaczynski, uh, let me tell you, this was so cool. She is not one of our more experienced riders, but she started here on, on, on Friday. And boy, she went out and laid out a Dern 85 that was looking like it was going to be one of the best rides of the day. It's just that her opponent, uh, Trinity Hammerschmidt, also laid down one of the best rides of the day, and she actually won that point from Erica. So... That was a real shame because Erica really got out there and laid down a great score. Um, But at this point, Auburn had won the whole meet, and it was just going to be about how much. So, the next event, Horsemanship, uh, we had Maddie Spack go get her point. Taylor Searles got hers. Uh, Next, Deanna Green, she lost her point to Alexia Thorpe. That was a little unexpected. Uh, Alexia doesn't have a ton of experience, but oh well, these things happen. And then Rachel Hoopman came in and not only won her point, but also had the MOP ride. Then Olivia Tordoff finished off the day with another point for Auburn. So overall, it was a dominant performance for Auburn against a slightly shorthanded South Carolina team. But honestly, even with those three other riders that didn't compete, they still would have had been, you know, a big long shot to defeat Auburn. 
So when we look at this meet, the big thing that jumps out at me is how well some of our less experienced riders did in this meet. Now, we don't often call the names of riders like uh, Lindsey Klein, Erica Kaczynski, and Rachel Hoopman. Uh, those ladies, along with about a dozen other Auburn riders, do all this hard work. They do all the same training that the more familiar riders do. Um, but most of them just don't get selected to start in that many meets. Auburn is the most competitive roster in the sport. So there are going to be many riders that would get more starts if they were at other schools. But every girl on this team chose to be here at Auburn, knowing full well that there were probably going to be times that another rider bumped them off the lineup sheet. And yet they still chose to come to Auburn. And on Friday, we saw how those riders, when they do get their chances, they tend to make the most of them. Erica Kaczynski had a heck of a score, her personal best, against a much more experienced rider. Rachel Hoopman took her opportunity and went out and outrode everybody else in the ring Friday. So hats off to them and all the riders who don't get as much of the attention. What y'all do impacts this Auburn team, and it helps keep it rolling forward. Hey Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. Especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So, who wants to hear about how careful I am around COVID? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, if there are any Georgia people listening, I mean, come on. It's obvious that I'm adding something to all this. So, you know, come on. You need to let me in and you know it. And that's just all I'm going to say about it. In fact, if you Georgia folks want to quit listening, this is probably a good time because I'm about to tell you what I really think about Georgia. Georgia is in trouble. Last year was their worst season on record. They finished last in the SEC with a 2-4 and four record, and they lost five riders who normally take up five positions on their starting lineup. Now, Georgia seems to have recruited pretty well, but those freshmen are going to have to come in and earn about five or six points Friday if they want to beat Auburn. And at the same time, all their returning talent will also have to ride their best as well. The Georgia riders we should look out for are Grace Bridges and Haley Moreno on the jumping seat side. They also have some freshmen coming in, but I can only guess if riders like Ella Boswig, Jordan Torrig, Isabel Song are any good, but Friday will let us know. On the western side, they return some experienced riders like Sarah Lewis, Courtney Bloomer, Jordan Carpenter, 
and Maddie Fiorentine and Caitlin Dierks, I believe I said that right. Plus, we may get to see some freshman riders like Haley Freeman, Savannah Relick, and Hannah Jane Lucas. So, really don't know what we're getting into uh, for Georgia. They got a lot of new talent because, of course, they have to replace a lot of talent. So, we'll see how it goes. My prediction is that Georgia will look best in horsemanship. They return a lot of talent there, and they really seem high on this Haley Freeman girl. The jump and seat side is where Auburn will probably really outshine the Bulldogs. Ella Boswick and Jordan Torrig are going to have to step right in and make immediate impacts for Georgia to do well in those events. They lost a lot of production in the jumping seat, and it might be asking too much for the new freshman to reclaim all that points production. I am going to predict that Auburn wins 14-6 on the strength of all those jumping seat All-Americans we have. Now, let's look around the sport. So, with Auburn and South Carolina being the only teams in competition last week, I see no need to change the official Auburn-Elvis rankings this week. As you recall, Auburn continues to hold the number one spot. I have Texas A&M at number two, South Carolina at number three, and Georgia at number four. But I do want to call out the NCEA rankings and get something off my chest. I really don't like how they included teams that aren't riding this fall in the current rankings. I don't think it is fair to re-rank these teams every week Moving teams up and down relative to teams that won't play for over three months. It just isn't fair. Now, right now, the NCEA has South Carolina at number three, but they just lost. So what is the NCAA going to do? Are they going to move Carolina down and move some team like SMU or Fresno State ahead of the Gamecocks? Why? Those teams ain't riding. They're all training. But are we really ranking teams on how well we think they're training right now? That's ridiculous. Now, I understand if they want to rank more than four teams, that's fine. Okay, here's what you do. You rank the teams that are competing first, and then you rank the teams that aren't competing. And then once everybody starts competing at the end of January, then you can make your adjustments. But right now, it is disingenuous to punish a team like South Carolina for going out and actually competing while you reward teams that aren't competing. So you need to fix that, NCAA. You are embarrassing yourselves if you don't. And yes, that is right. A guy in a homemade Elvis costume is calling you out for embarrassing yourselves. So think about that. So while they're thinking about that, the rest of us can think about that big meet on Friday. Auburn will take on Georgia in Bishop, Georgia at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. I am still working hard to get access to be there in person. For all the rest of y'all, you will need to follow along with Auburn SID Kendra as she braves the fickle fancies of remote location Wi-Fi to bring you official equestrian Twitter updates and Instagram coverage. So let's hope we can all get back together next week and talk about another Auburn win. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. But thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you? Do you?